Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I'm your host Dave and I'm joined once again by the most beautiful boy in the world, Colby Clark. How's it going, buddy? Oh, that's very sweet of you. I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, the glasses were a nice touch, though. I wish you would have kept them. You looked handsome. Right? I know. And they're not... They're zeros, you know? I don't know what that means. There's no prescription they're, in them. They're, they're, yeah, they just help with um, looking at screens for a long period of time. Oh, they're like the those blue light glasses or something like that? And my my sexual um, attraction <laughs> is uh, heightened... Uh, to to dad level and it matches my my pun uh uh output hold on your sexual attraction <laughs> or your sexual attractiveness right <laughs> right i didn't yeah i didn't know the where you're going with that first <laughs> i was like you put on the glasses and your sexual attraction to what colby it heightens to what when i put on the glasses <laughs> no one cared before Superman. i put on the glasses all right. I become a sexual Superman. I don't like that. I hate that. Uh, yeah, but how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Just got a little fur baby. Yeah, you got a new little kitten. You don't. You don't have a name for it though. Yeah. We got. We got to name him. Should we? we should we leave it up to the audience? Good. Should I put it out there? Absolutely. Listen up, cryptid lovers. I need you to name this beast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just—it's an all-black cat, right? Just a little baby. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. Yeah, so I if need any- something I need—I need something edgy but cool, but you know, like it's—it's got to hit all the all the uh, check all the boxes for me, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. So, any, anyone listening, if you have a good name for a black kitten, let us know, mm-hmm. and I will make Colby choose yeah. one of them. I'll—I'll uh, I'll put like nice. I'll find like the top ones, and then. Put a poll or something out. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Done. We'll f- Done. We'll figure Let's it out. <laughs> just, just like us but, trying to figure but, out murder at the end of the world. It'll be fine. And and life. Yeah. All right, Colby. How are you, Dave? Uh, I'm good. As I told you before, we record started recording. I'm getting really back, really big back into like dinosaurs. Just you know, yes. There's a bunch of dinosaur documentaries out there, and they're all phenomenal. Uh, the one on Apple TV narrated by David Attenborough is my favorite because I love that man. He mm-hmm. he's not he's rarely on screen during his documentaries, but for like the prehistoric planet on uh, Apple TV, they show him at the beginning, and for some reason, this man always looks like he was late to the recording of the episode. Like, <laughs> I know he's like 180 yeah. years old, but like his hair's all disheveled. Like it looks like he just like threw on a suit jacket, didn't put a tie. Like you know, he's just like, and just was like, oh fuck, 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 and just runs in. It's I was going to ask if he was as soothing to look at as his voice is <laughs> to listen to. No, he, he, but he, he, look, he <laughs> in a word, he, he looks like someone who, uh, is very distressed about the environment as, cause he is, you know what I mean? But like, he looks like sense. he's in a constant state of panic. His face doesn't show it, but yep. like his hair's all dished out. Like he's, I don't know, he looks like he looks like he a knows cool too grunt. much. Yeah, he he knows way more than either of us yeah. ever will. <laughs> he's been doing it for like eight years. I mean, exactly. He's seen the rise and the fall of <laughs> many species. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's just over it. He's like, you know what? I'll get there when I get there. All right. <laughs> that's that's a hundred percent true. That's probably exactly what's going on. But that's wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what I've been up to. Just you know, uh, you got nice. Uh, Velociraptors are small and covered in feathers. Sure. Uh, I found out that mammals did exist during the time of the dinosaurs. Didn't know that. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. Uh, well, the sea was more terrifying back then than it is now, and it's pretty already fucking terrifying. But yeah, no. I mean, it it makes sense logically, but more terrifying than the sea now is just unfathomable. <laughs> Yeah, it's that is, not good. I think it's not that's ideal. one of my one of my deepest fears is open water. Oh yeah, it's not. I if I I don't like water where I can't see and or touch the bottom. Fuck that, dude. Exactly. No. Nope. Exactly. I'll go on a boat. I used to go tubing as a kid, and now I like if someone's like, "Hey, you want to go tubing mm-hmm. or like kneeboarding or something like that?" I'm like, nope. I the, the, if I fall off and something touches my foot, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give up. I'm just gonna <laughs> exhale and just sink to the bottom. I'm done. Yep. You catch me. On the beach, having a yinga. All right, Coley. So uh, if you remember last week, we discussed Mm -hmm. some of the history of Point Pleasant. Uh, We had Lord Dunmore's War, the Battle of Point Pleasant, uh, and Chief Cornstalk, who cursed the land and all its inhabitants. And uh, as he was being actively murdered by the American settlers, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Curse the land and the people there ever since. You remember all that? Oh, how could I forget? It's terrifying. Yeah, the curse wasn't good. Uh, it it involved, or people uh, claim it was involved from everything from like floods to fires, explosions, tornadoes, mine collapses, and of course the infamous Silver Bridge collapse that happened on December fifteenth, fourteen, uh, fourteen, nineteen sixty seven. I uh, mean, it made my mind collapse. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, and that sadly uh, claimed the lives of 46 people. But in the year leading up to the collapse, a lot of strange happenings were going on at Point Pleasant and the surrounding area that may or may not also be another unfortunate by- byproduct of uh, Cornstalk's curse. And one of those is the arrival of the Mothman, who from 1966 to 1967 terrorized the community and not only Point Pleasant, but the surrounding areas. Okay. All right. So it was a precursor. The curse? It was it was the or it was the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was the I was I was gonna say origin story, but precursor for the curse works way better. That was good. <laughs> it was a pre precursor. That's good stuff. It was, I yeah, I appreciated it. Uh, this was not rehearsed. <laughs> no. <laughs> According to John Keel, the author of the Mothman prophecies, there were over a hundred sightings of the Mothman that occurred in Point Pleasant. So I figured what we would do today is just go over the more well-known ones and the ones that I think are, like, the best because no one has time for all that shit. And a lot of them were just like, I saw its ads in the woods, and then that's it kind of thing. So, yeah. You ready You ready to dive in? Yeah, given the nitty-gritty. All right. Now, the official first sighting of the Mothman, or at least the first reported to the police and then picked up by the media happened on Tuesday, November 15th, between 11.30 and midnight in an area of Point Pleasant known as the TNT area. Uh, And for those of you wondering what the TNT area is, I'm just going to give a short little brief history lesson, because I know how much you love those, Colby. You like to learn. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm imagining uh, the Roadrunner and Mm -hmm. the Coyote 
and um, uh, Kaboom, like, written out. Are you thinking of, like, the Acme Company? Because this is not that. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, see, during World... Common misconception. <laughs> during World War II, uh, the Americans built dozens of like, munitions plants all across the country, kind of like pop-up restaurants, but for instruments of war. Uh, and Point Pleasant was chosen as the site uh, for uh, TNT <laughs> manufacturing. Uh, and it also stored a lot of munitions there from 1942 to 1945. Uh, once the war was over, the government just kind of uh, abandoned it, kind of like, like a Walmart. <laughs> and uh, they, said, they started using it for chemical waste storage before giving it back to the state and is now known as the McClintic Wildlife Management Area. So it's like a wildlife reserve. <laughs> Which is holy smokes. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up considering the site where yeah. the TNT area sits was named one of the one of the ten most polluted sites in the entire country in nineteen eighty three and is considered a super fun site that's still undergoing cleanup to this day, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. And it's also uh leaking toxic waste into the groundwater of Point Pleasant. So not ideal. You know who else knows about all this? Who? Dave Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's pissed. Uh, oh, did you know? Did you know that there's a super fun site in Dover? Really? Yeah. Uh, yes, actually, that that does ring a bell. Yeah, the old landfill. It's on Toland Road. Uh, it was yeah. apparently it was like seeping chemical waste and arsenic into the groundwater, and then also in Plastown, sure. New, Plastown, New Hampshire. Uh, there's a place there called um, I forget what it's called, but it was like a waste oil storage and recycling plant, and is currently number nineteen on the list of most hazardous places in the U.S. Damn. Yeah, New Hampshire apparently is fucked. <laughs> you look concerned, man. There's and, and there's got to be some pretty hazardous places. Yeah, in the U.S. Number nineteen on that list. Whew, yeah. Man. But anyways, Over we're getting, eighteen we're, next year. We're uh, <laughs> we're going off topic a little bit, so. <laughs> Uh, again, right, right, right. Uh, November fifteenth, nineteen sixty-six. Uh, two couples, Linda and Roger Scarberry, and Mary and Stephen Mallette, Maletti. I would say Mallette. Uh, were joyriding around mm. the TNT area in uh, Roger Scarberry's nineteen fifty-seven Chevy. Uh, and back then, and maybe I don't know, it might still be now, but the TNT area back then was like a place where kids would go, like a lovers' lane type deal. Uh, or they would just go around mm. to like race their cars because it's just like a fucking winding track of just dirt roads, you mm-hmm. know. So they they would go, they would fucking make out, race cars. I mean, it's often referred to as point pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> but it also seems like a great place to like just absorb all sorts of like rare and exotic cancers into your body, considering how fucking toxic the area is. But anyways. Sure. Uh, as the couples were driving down past the old generator building, they noticed two large red glowing eyes. Steve was the first to notice, and to the rest of the group was like, yo, you guys fucking, you fucking see in this shit? Uh, and that's when they noticed just what those eyes were like attached to. They saw what they described as a six to seven foot tall man-like figure with a pale gray complexion and wings folded behind its back. Uh, the creature either unaware they were there in the moment or noticed it noticing them decided to duck around the corner of the generator building but according to the witnesses it didn't run uh, but kind of like penguin walked out of sight like just kind of like hobbled along which I mean it's kind of cute cute yeah it's cute uh the couples Mm -hmm. didn't seem to think so though and they fucking hightailed (laughs) it out of there as they were uh 
As they were barreling down Route 62, they saw the creature again by a large billboard as they rounded the corner. And this is where they said they saw it spread its 10-foot-wide wings, uh, which they described almost as, like, angelic. Like, it was, like, feathery kind of wings. And then it just fucking shot Ooh. straight up into the air. Didn't flap its wings or Damn. anything. Just unfurled and fucking whoosh, just up. <laughs> Not good. Cool. Uh, this made yeah. everyone in the car, Horrifying, obviously. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. This, uh, this made everyone in the car freak the fuck out. They're all yelling at Roger to drive faster, and he got his car up to speeds, they said, of almost 100 miles per hour. Uh, but this thing was just gliding right along with them, just like right over the back end of their car. They even said that they could hear the wings hitting the top of the car as it flew back and forth over the top. Um, and this thing was so big that they could see its shadow casting down over the car. That's pretty big. It's not ideal. Yeah. It's pretty fucking terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Mothman is not a moth. No, no. So uh, the okay. Mothman got its name because uh, one of the, like a reporter or someone writing an article about them during the time uh, was really big fan of like Batman, but you couldn't call it Batman because of Batman. So he thought right. of the next best winged creature, I guess, and called the Mothman. That's how the Mothman got its name. The Mothman didn't, like, introduce hey, himself I mean, I'm, as I'm, such. <laughs> like, hey, everybody. Uh, I'd just like to say uh, <laughs> I'd like to be referred to as, uh, but I, I'm getting a very, like, demonic, like, but I'm sure the Jersey Devil was already around, so, like, well, that's taken. Yeah, and he had the wings of a bat, come. so it's not like. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> what, the, the Jersey Devil or the Mothman? Or both? The well, yeah, both, but no, just like the wingspan, just picturing the wingspan, just like unfurling and then like not flapping them, but just fucking shooting straight up in the air. I would lose my shit. Yeah, I don't think I'd be okay. Hell yeah. And you want to hear something even no. worse about this is that the entire time it was doing this behind their car and over their car, it was making this high pitched, like squeaking sound, like the sound of like a mass mouse or a rat just like caught in a trap. So, damn. Colby, I want for right, right now just to entertain me. I want you to make the sound that you think it was making. I don't know if I can go that high, but I'm envisioning. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you hear the bubble? The bubbling? No, that was gargling? good. That was good. That was added. I didn't even mean to do that, but I feel like gargling would be part of it. That's actually this, pretty close to the exact sound that I had assumed it was going to make. That's good. Right. You killed it. Oh yeah. Uh, now they were Thank only you. they were only able to get free from the Mothman when they reached the edge of Point Pleasant, like Point Pleasant proper. The TNT area is like seven miles outside of downtown or something like that. Uh, in the police mm -hmm. statements, they believe that the thing may be afraid of lights, which is pretty much the opposite of a moth. Uh, but once in town, right, they stopped at the local Dairyland to come up with a game plan. I don't know what Dairyland is. I tried to look it up. It's either like a malt shop and or an insurance company. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they, Dairy they, Queen. They it could have been maybe, but they stopped there to come up with like like to figure out what they were going to do next. Uh, Linda said they should go to the police, while Steve and Roger, Steve Roger, Captain America. Uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> don't worry about it. I just in my head, I just saw it written down. And I was like Steve and Roger, Steve and Roger, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Uh, they decided oh, that they should okay. go. So there, you're hiding stuff in here for me to. Okay, there's Easter eggs. All right, I wasn't sure there was going to be. <laughs> no, Easter I just eggs. as I was reading it, I, <laughs> I, 
but yeah, they now did, that I know, I, I'll, I'll prepare. Uh, they decided that they should go back and make sure that this thing was still there before going to the cops because they assumed the police would just laugh at them, which I mean, it's kind of a safe assumption given like the year yep. and the state that this took place in. Um, sure. So as they sure. turned around, they noticed a dead dog on the side of the road. Uh, the Mothman jumped out as they passed the dead dog, went over the top of the car and over to the field on the side of the road, which promptly made them go, fuck this. And they just drove over to a diner and called the police. Uh, Deputy Halstead responded and took their statements. Obviously, he didn't believe them because fucking <laughs> who would? But he knew the kids. He knew that they weren't like delinquents or anything like that. So he and the couple drove back out to the TNT area, but weren't able to find anything. And even uh, the dead dog was missing when they returned. So pretty weird. Dang. Uh, but yeah, so that's, so that's the first sighting. How are you feeling about the Mothman right now? I'm feeling um, uh, like it's it's pretty uh, scary, pretty badass, pretty, um, pretty like kind of typical, you know, like like cryptid sighting though. You know, like like these are usually the the timeline events. You know, there's something scary happens, somebody takes it in, and something dies, right? Like, <laughs> there's something dead around, um, yeah. and then it's either you know we pose the questions, do we go to the police, do we not go to the police, um, and then here we are. <laughs> you said so much stuff, but at the same time, nothing. <laughs> 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 that's a um it's uh, like a debate tactic uh, that like uh, pre- like politicians uh, use like you said a lot of things yeah. but i don't really know what you said it's the glittering generalities that i'm going for in life you know it's it's a skill no, really good oh, <laughs> oh shit well uh What's just what? a little wrap up you know just your spark notes yeah no a couple minutes in that's good uh so what's wild about that story is that there may be a connection between it and an encounter that happened to a man named Merle Partridge not long before this, uh, just over 90 miles cool away. Name. From Merle Partridge. Yeah. It's not a bad name. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so, so this happened to a man named Merle Partridge, uh, and he lives in Salem, West Virginia, which is about 90 miles away from Point Pleasant. Uh, Merle Partridge, mm-hmm. who for some reason goes by Newell Partridge in some of the sources I looked at, and I don't know why. Uh, but either Bad way, call. he was relaxing at home watching TV when suddenly his TV started going like haywire. The image shifted to what he described as a herringbone pattern, uh, and it started emitting a high-pitched sound that just kept getting louder and louder. He said that it remi- the sound reminded him of like a generator turning on and then like winding up, which... I don't know what that sounds like, but I'm sure it was, he said it was so loud that he had to like he had to get up and like turn his TV off because it was hurting their ears. Now at the same time, his, you ready for this? His dog, a German Shepherd named Bandit, was out on the porch and just started going ape shit, howling and barking like crazy uh, in the direction of like the pump house that he had out in the field. It was almost like the dog could sense something was out in the fields that surrounded the home, but like he could, but like you couldn't see it. Merle stepped out onto the porch to see what the fuss was all about, and that's when Bandit just took off into the field in the, di- in the direction of that shed. Uh, Merle hollered for Bandit to come back, but by now the dog was already out of sight. That's when Merle noticed red glowing lights Damn. circling around where the shed and the dog were. He said the lights hung around for a minute or two, then they disappeared. 
He continued calling out for Bandit, but sadly, the dog never returned, and they never saw it oh, again. Bandit. Bandit's a badass, though. Are you kidding me? Red at it? Fucking right. <laughs> but the reason why it's connected wild. to that story is that the dead dog on the side of the road okay. could have been Bandit. I hope I I right. But, I don't want to think that Mothman would kill a dog because he has no reason. But to. but you said that the the there was no dead dog after they had told the cops and the cops had came and taken statements. Right? Was that? Yeah. Yeah. So they so we don't know. Well, no, because they they didn't find the dog. So it might not a it might, dog. It's just a dog. Right. It's, it's West Virginia in the '60s. There's probably just dead dogs. Sure. I don't know why I think this is. I keep talking about West Virginia like it's a fucking like it's a third world country. <laughs> There's dead dogs. The water's right. all poisoned. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna just go along with it, but now that you're questioning it, like why are there dead dogs everywhere in West Virginia at this time period? You know, I don't know. Anyways, uh, this the next the next sighting that we're gonna go over is it's not funny, <laughs> but. It's kind of it's uh so the next <laughs> the next night on November sixteenth, uh, Raymond Wamesley, his wife Kathy, and Raymond's sister Marcella Bennett and Marcella's infant daughter were going to visit some friends who lived just outside the TNT area. Uh, once it started to get a little late, Ray, Kathy, and Marcella mm-hmm. decided it was time to go and head home, so they went out the front door. Well, as they were approaching the car, they must have startled the Mothman, uh, who. I don't know if he was crouched down behind the car or if he was like napping on the ground behind, like, you know, like after you turn a car off and it's warm, like cats will go underneath it and like sleep under there. Maybe that's a city thing with stray right, cats, right, but right, yeah. So I don't know if that's what the point was, He's but if, reading the paper or something, <laughs> but apparently they startled him because the Mothman slowly rose up from behind the car, like a fucking nightmare Jack in the box. Uh, Marcelo said, Marcelo, yeah. Marcelo said that's, that it, that, uh, that, that's what happens to him when he gets startled. He slowly rises. <laughs> He's you know, not, like, you know, shocked you, or anything. It's just like, it fucking excuse me. Yeah, you know when you're startled, you just react slowly to things. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marcella yeah. said that, it, <laughs> quote, <laughs> it rose up slowly from the ground, a big gray thing, bigger than a man with terrible glowing red eyes, end quote. And as the Mothman stood there, and I don't know how true this is, but... One source said that it tilted its head to the side, and all I could think was like new metal guitar players. <laughs> like, are you, come on, you know how like new right. metal? <laughs> yes, no, I pictured it. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. So as the Mothman stood there, tilting its head to the side and just kind of observing, uh, almost more curious than threatening. Like it wasn't like trying to like scare. I don't think it was trying to scare her. Uh, Marcella tried to run, but she was so overcome with fear and shock that she just kind of froze, almost like she was like hypnotized. Uh, when she finally made the move to start running, she turned around and immediately fell right on top of her infant daughter that she was holding in her hands. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I that that was a real reaction. I just I heard it as I was saying it, and it sounded sarcastic. Uh, this seemed to like kind of break her out of her hypnotic spell, and she scooped up her daughter and booked it into sure. the house with Raymond slamming the door behind her. Now, luckily, the child was unharmed; it was totally fine. But uh, to quote Jack's Brooks article on the sighting uh, from his uh, from his article. Uh, 
<laughs> the fall had quote badly fucked up fucked Marcella up end quote. Uh, she had uh, <laughs> she had uh, scraped knees, bruises. Her face got a little bloody. It also said that she suffered a burn from a cigarette. So I don't know if she was holding this cigarette while also holding her infant child while also trying to f- flee from the Mothman. It sounds about that that time era. Yeah. <laughs> they they didn't say anything about the the bud heavy that was spilled on her head either. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was there uh, for sure. The uh, the family immediately called the cops as the Mothman started stalking around on the porch. This is where it gets kind of creepy. Uh, he was stalking around on the porch, mm. peering in through the windows, just like watching the family. And he was also prodding at the door. I don't know if he was trying to get in, but I think he was trying to figure out how like doors worked or something. I don't know. Nightmarish. Sure. But the time that the police arrived, they had their guns drawn, just ready to fucking fuck Mothman up. <laughs> Uh, strapped stay strapped but by this time he had already fucked off presumably to go terrorize someone else at this point um figure out a window yeah and sightings like this continued on for like 13 months people reported seeing the mothman in and around the area of the old tnt plant uh flying over roads and houses all around town and not just reports of mothman there is some seriously fucking weird shit going on at point pleasant at this time you got poltergeist activity, mm-hmm. demonic entities, strange men dressed in all black that were questioning witnesses and reporters, which we'll talk about on the next episode. Uh, people were getting really bad pink eye from looking into the Mothman's eyes, so I'm sure the pharmacist in town wasn't having like a, a great time. Uh, oh, Damn. yeah, so when you look into the eyes of the Mothman, <clears throat> apparently you get something, I forget the exact name, but it's a, it's a form of conjunctivitis, and it's the same kind you get when... Your eyes are exposed. I think like UV radiate. Like if you look in the sun long enough, you'll get conjunctivitis. So it's like that kind of. It's not good. I don't know if you've Damn. ever had conjunctivitis or pink eye, but it's not fun. Right. It's a nightmare. It's like psychic feces. Straight <laughs> <laughs> <Strip> the eye. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't even have to touch you. <laughs> you shits in your eyes. Uh. So Terrifying. yeah. So for a year, the residents not only had to deal with just you know like normal everyday life bullshit now they got to worry about demons aliens and monsters uh but all this came to a head on december 15th 1967 uh it was around 5 p.m rush hour people were getting off to get off of work heading to go do some christmas shopping or just heading out for the evening it was a friday night you know so they're just going out but whatever Mm -hmm. the reason for people's commute that day it's safe to say that there was an unusually um, like heavy amount of traffic that day uh, and the silver bridge was loaded. The entire length of the bridge was loaded with traffic. Now, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to not only the people on the bridge, but the people in charge of maintaining the bridge, it was suffer- suffering from a faulty eye bar that had begun eroding over time. And due to where this eye bar was located, it was missed time and time again by those who were responsible for like catching such a fault in the construction. So... With all this extra weight, the faulty eye bar gave out, creating a chain reaction, and the bridge started to give way. Eyewitnesses remember the bridge starting to, quote, fold like a deck of cards. And from the point of, like, the critical failure of that eye beam, it took less than 20 seconds for the 1,460-foot suspension portion of the bridge to collapse completely into the Ohio River, taking along with it 32 vehicles and claiming the lives of 46 people, two of which their bodies still have never been found. I'm 
safe to assume Damn. it was probably, they were probably swept away by the river. Or the Mothman. Or the Mothman. It's so, a perfect opportunity. I don't think he was trying to go after people. We'll, 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 right. we'll, don't worry. We'll get to what the Mothman might be, okay. what, what his intentions were. Not on this episode, but we'll get there. Uh, so okay. was this accident caused by the Mothman? People did claim they saw the Mothman perch atop of it just a few days prior. Others claim they saw men in black climbing around on it, possibly to sabotage it for some unknown reason. Uh, or it's just, you know, this could have just been another unfortunate disaster that, you know, America's infrastructure, as much as we love it, not the best. Mm -hmm. But after this incident, the Mothman sightings just kind of ended. I don't know if the Mothman vanished or, you know, like the town and its people were probably in such a state of mourning and grief that stories of and sightings of like winged men just didn't seem to matter as much anymore after like mm -hmm. such a huge tragedy and like a real tragedy too. Like this is something that right. happened, you know, people seeing the Mothman, that's whatever you might have, you might have not, but I don't know, but no one can really say there was a bridge there. And now there's not a bridge there. We can say definitively that something <laughs> happened to the bridge. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm right. glad you're here to put things in perspective. You know, if there's one thing I could do for this <laughs> podcast, it's, you know, just point out the facts here, folks. Mm. No, and it's greatly appreciated. I'd be lost without you. <laughs> no and, uh, but yeah, that, that's, uh, that's where we're going to leave off on this episode. And we'll continue on next week with the stories of some other weird stuff that happened during the Mothman train over Point Pleasant, specifically the men in black. And if time allotted, injured cold. We're definitely going to talk about injured cold, though. He's a fucking weird dude. So yeah, Colby. So those so those are some oh, of the yeah. sightings and uh, <clears throat> the unfortunate end of the Mothman sightings in Point Pleasant. Mm -hmm. What do you think? How you feeling? What do you? I, just give me something. Well worth the wait. I will tell you. <laughs> you know, I feel like that the slow burn of episode one was you know really ramping up for something something good. Yeah. And fuck a you know uh, winged beast. <laughs> Shooting straight up in the sky. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. And just destroying, maybe destroying bridges maybe. in people's lives. Um, damn. Yeah. Damn. Super cool. Big corn curses the earth, the land, and Mothman. It's cool corn. as fuck. <laughs> it's corn sock. But it's fine. Corn. Damn. Uh, what did I call him? Big corn. That's what I said, right? You said big corn. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's corn stock. Corn, corn stock. <laughs> Got it. Oh okay. shit! All right, man. Well, yeah. Next week's gonna, gonna get his name right. Next week's gonna be weirder. I promise you, it's gonna be like uncomfortably weird. Cool. Uh, yeah. So let's do it. Look forward to that. Uh, Colby, is there anything you want to plug before we scoot on out of here? Um, I mean, you know, the band's doing good. You know, we got uh, some songs that we've been nailing down with a new drummer. Um, check us out, Lanterns. Um, yeah, we got to change that, uh, that Spotify name. I just realized that that's like the last piece of the puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's but like, yeah, we're going to start playing out soon. And yeah, so it's a uh, lantern's last light on Spotify. Check out their single they have out now called, uh, mitochondria. Ha ha. What's he called? Makahiki Kamaha. That's what it is. Uh, then follow them on Instagram. Oh, yeah. it's, it's Lanterns207, but there's no vowels. So it's L N T N R S 207, I believe, on Instagram. Yeah, we said I will not take a vowel, vowel Alex. <laughs> okay. is, that, is that the host of. of... Nope. 
That's Jeopardy. Damn it. Uh, right. Thanks Pat, a lot, Pat, Wayne Pat Sage, Brady. Pat Sajak is uh, Wheel of Fortune. That's what you're thinking of. Although I don't cool think name. I don't think he's hosting. I don't know. He's like 180 years old. He's as old as David Attenborough at this point. I feel like. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Can we just start comparing people's ages to David David Attenborough? Kinda. He's like a he's like Father Time at this point. I love it. He's great. Uh, all right. If you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, Cryptic Cocktail. Follow us on TikTok, Crypto Cocktail Party. If you like what you're hearing and want to support the show, just head on over to patreon.com slash cocktail party. It's $5 a month, and you will get things when I get to them. Uh, but with that, Colby, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Bye, crypto lovers and, and listeners. Love you. 